there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino, as always, on a busy Monday lined up. And we talk about sports from a betting perspective. Here on this program on today's show, three different guests in an hour. Professional sports better Brad Powers will join the show. He will tell you about an incredible bad beat in college basketball over the weekend. I'm not exaggerating. It's one of the worst I've ever seen and who he likes early in the tournament. Pat Forty, who covers college basketball for SI, going to be on the show. And uh, Paulie, we'll get a perspective from the other side of the counter. Vin- Vinny Maiulu is going to join us from the South Point Sportsbook and he'll tell us uh, who betters were on yesterday as they were opening up the numbers. As it comes fast and furious, man, once they make those uh, matchups and the selections and they're in, the bookmakers get to work. They put them on the board as fast as possible, and then they give you an opportunity to bet all these games. So we'll run down most of it today on the show, what we like, the regions, future odds, all of it here on Follow the Money. How are you? Good, Good. weekend? Yeah, you? Solid. Yeah, good picks. Solid. Yeah, all right. Uh, good championship week. Good finish. I mm-hmm. thought the committee did a pretty good job yesterday. I mean, they really, you know, we talk about the seating issues, but uh, in terms of who got in and who got out, the snubs, the bubble teams, I thought they did a good job. I really like Seth Davis. When Again, when Greg Gumbel throws it to him, he goes, no one wants to hear from me. Let's go with the teams. And they get right they into it. They finally got right to it yesterday. Yeah, that's a good job. No screwing there's around. No need to, yeah, there's no need to uh, mess yeah. around. Get right to it. I, I will say a couple of observations with the seeding. How the hell is Tennessee a three? Yeah. Uh, they are clearly better than that. Should have been a two seed over Duke without any hesitation and should have been a two seed over Kentucky, really, without any hesitation. Their only loss to a team outside the current net top 20 was Alabama late December without two of their best players. But, of course, they had to get Duke into Greenville instead. And then Tennessee also had 11 quad one wins. Duke had six. Non-conference schedule, Tennessee. SOS, 16. Duke, 116. It's not even close. Mm. They're not even the same conversation. Well, it's been a problem for many years. It has been, yes. These games do not – well, with Duke, yeah. But these games do not matter – and they don't count on Sunday. How about that? If you, yeah, Joel Lenardi actually flat out said it when he was being interviewed by Reese Davis. I give Joel Lenardi full marks. Did a great job again about who's in, who's out. He had Wyoming out and A&M in. Only mistake he made. But 
he had Tennessee as a three seed, and he was. He said, he said "I said I know they're exactly gonna what they're gonna do. Tennessee's gonna get a three. He people ripped them. He got it right. But when you watch, if you're a major conference, you must move your championship game back a day because mm-hmm. they don't pay attention. The games don't count on Sunday. How is that possible? Yeah. How are they unwilling to actually move teams up and down the seed lines when, you know, they're watching all these games on Sunday leading into the selection process? And I like what Lenardi said, and he kind of had to pump his chest up, and he did. He's like, look, I've been studying these metrics for a long, long time. He goes, this is way before the net or anything like this. Yeah. This is how they've operated over many, many years, and he's getting blasted by everybody. And he's like, I'm steadfast on it. Tennessee is not going to move off the three line. But even if they don't take Sunday's game into consideration, they owned Kentucky on Saturday. Doesn't the game on Saturday mean anything? Yeah. He also made a good point, too, about not not a big difference between a two and a three seed. Uh, That's fair. But certainly when you look at at how much value you put, I thought winning the conference tournament was a big deal. Yeah. I think that should be a big deal. I I do, In a a good league, right? And Duke couldn't get it done. So, uh, and the ACC was was down big time this year. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that's another thing with the seeding really caught my attention. Boise's an eight and Colorado State's a six. Now, that's outrageous. What are we doing here? That is absolutely outrageous. How do they whiff that badly? <laughs> oh, oh, that's egregious. I, I, they win the regular season and the conference tournament. I, I, I'm bad. And Colorado State's a better seed. By, by two uh, seed lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a big difference in non-conference between the two, but come on. I mean, body of work. They won uh, yes. They won the title regular season and conference tournament. Oh, that's bad. That was stunning to me. Oh, it brutal. really was. No respect for the AAC. No, none. Zero. Oh, look at Houston. Houston ranks third in the net. In the first two seasons of the net rankings, every team in the top three in the net got a one. Houston's a five. Memphis is a nine. Nine. And if they win, they get Gonzaga. No SMU. No either. SMU. They yeah. did not like the American Athletic. That's unfortunate. You know, that's the the funny thing about Houston is, and we talked about this last week, right? In like power ratings, Ken Palm, uh, Bart Torvik, the mm-hmm. net ratings, Houston's number was to the moon. They were top five in all of them, and yet the bracket matrix, which is a combination of all the people who do the seeding for a living, the average seed line for Houston was a five. So the, the people yep. who do this, it's like, no, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I know what yep. the committee's going to do, and it's going to be a five with, with Houston. They, they pegged that yep. one. Yep, and I was wrong, too. They were fantastic in the, in the conference oh, yeah. tournament, and they were great against Memphis. I was way off on that one. Uh, Memphis just played them and buried them, and Memphis went 2-0 and all against them. That did not work out yesterday. They do not like the American Athletic. They love the Mountain West. And this will be uh, – we'll do it at the end of the show coming up. We will – Bet against this conference. Oh, I already did yesterday. Good for you every single year. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you had to feel good for Wyoming's chances when you saw the seed for for Colorado State oh, and yeah. Boise, and even San Diego State that Wyoming was going to get in. Uh, Michigan to get in, but not Michigan's in one thing, but they're not even in the first four. Yeah, I mean, Michigan was safely in. So how about this? Seventeen and fourteen. Michigan just blew a huge lead and looked terrible in the process against Indiana. Indiana the next day proceeded to beat Illinois. They give Indiana a 12 in a playing game, but Michigan safely in it at 11. Mm. And Michigan 17 and 14 on the year. Strange. Yep. Georgia State isn't a 16. That's a bad job. And I was ready to take Colgate to win. But Wisconsin gets to play in Milwaukee. Yeah, I did grab the nine and a half. Now, there's a reason why I did make that bet. A couple of reasons. Uh, it's because I was looking to fade Wisconsin in the first round anyway. And I believe that they were the committee's highest number three. What? Again. They were higher ranked uh, in the seed line than Tennessee. Okay. Um, Regardless of that, I was looking to fade Wisconsin in the opening round. And then we like Colgate. We think they're really good. And then the difference was nine and a half was available. And another book, Wisconsin was seven and a half. So I grabbed the nine and a half. And now, you know, if I want to get out of it, potentially, but I'm comfortable taking that nine and a half. And that's, and it wasn't by, it wasn't like on purpose that I faded Wisconsin and Providence. It was just the matchups and the numbers. I also bet South Dakota State plus three against Providence when other books are laying like one, one and a half in the game. So my thought is if somehow there's steam on South Dakota State this week and Providence goes off as a dog, I will come back and then try to get like a small middle spot there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between love, those two teams. Yep, that, that's uh, yeah. other observations too with the seeding and with the, with the odds, as you mentioned. You have an 11 seed favored. You have two tens favored and a 13 versus a four. You have a one or two point spread. Yeah. 
I mean, the Jackrabbits, that, that's, you're taking on a Providence team that no one respects. Exactly. Yes, correct. But, that yep. is, but think about that. That's a 13 against a 4, and it's a 1-2 point spread. Right. Well, so as this thing progresses and we watch more tournament games, you know, every single year and 12s beat 5s all the time, that kind of turned into a thing. When it was like a handful of years ago, all of a sudden 12s were favored over 5s, and you're like, well, yeah, this is commonplace. This happens constantly. So mm-hmm. they're, they're even with them. I'd also say this. If Kansas can avoid, I would say, Iowa – in the Sweet 16, boy, do they have a, a cakewalk yep. out of that region. Because I don't trust Auburn for a second. I don't trust Wisconsin. LSU and Iowa State's a first-round matchup. Vomit-inducing. Iowa State safely in, by the way, with the way that they were, were operating. Yep. But I think, I think the draw Kansas got is potentially here. Now, again, this is going to go how it breaks. I think their path to the Elite Eight and Final Four could be... Uh, Pretty, no, nothing's simple. Nothing's a lock, obviously, but it could be very easy for them. And then other games I want to see. Give me Villanova and Tennessee is at 2-3 in Arizona's region. And how about Gonzaga, the number one overall seed? But that's the bracket of death. Possible landmines. Mm-hmm. I think they'll kill Boise State. But well, they play, I don't think they'll play Boise State. That, I was going to say, what if they get Memphis? Yeah. And then, I mean, they come into the game yesterday, won 12-13. Since the uh, profanity lace tirade from Penny, mm-hmm. they had routed Houston. I mean, that's that, that you didn't want to see Memphis on that eight nine game. Sure. Now these are all what ifs because Arkansas could lose to Vermont, and, sure. and who knows? Maybe New Mexico State would get UConn. But if Gonzaga has to go through Connecticut or Arkansas just to get to the Elite Eight, and then waiting to go to the Final Four is going to be Duke could beat them on a neutral already or Texas Tech. I, how, yeah. how does the number one overall seed get that kind of a region? Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd be concerned about Texas Tech, not Duke. They have several good emails about that. The, the pressure is getting to the kids here. Yeah. I mean, Duke was terrible in the tournament. Awful. Yes. They never had a lead at halftime. The, yes. Right. Uh, and then the, the fascinating game to me is 4-13, Arkansas-Vermont. Now, will the, the, the athletes and maybe the, uh, the size uh, frustrate Vermont? Vermont's tough to handicap in power. I mean, they, they body bag people in that entire tournament. They won every game by 30. Yeah, and they're laying 17 points. Right. They're 21-point favorites in a conference semifinal, and they're laying 16 in the title game. Yeah. Never in doubt with both. That's... Ripped right through the league, beat Colgate, but now is it going to be too much of a step up in competition? Sure. I don't know. Could be. But this is where uh, I'm very fast. I'm fascinated by that Arkansas-Vermont game. I love that game. I don't like it when they put two mid-majors against each other. But oh, I know, I know where you're going. Murray State and San Francisco. Oh, no, I wanted to watch both of them. So did I. I and then root for, yeah, that that's they should have flipped that with one of the games. Maybe uh, LSU Iowa State. I mean that that's yeah. I don't, actually, that's I, a I was, bad job, Murray State for San. Yeah, and I'm surprised they made San Francisco the favorite. So I did bet Murray State plus one and a half yesterday in that game, and the winner of that game will get Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Well, if they get by St. Peter's or Lane 17, I believe in that game, and. Uh, I'll tell you, Kentucky's been a sexy pick from what I've watched. Maybe a little bit too sexy to come out of that region huh. and go to the Final Four. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so do I. I mean, I like the way it breaks for him, potentially, but the top half, yeah. not easy for Baylor. Potentially North Carolina and then UCLA. That's not easy. Will the one seed go out in the second round? Will an 8-9 win a game? Mm. You think so? It's... it's Certainly possible. Like yep. Car- I think Carolina give Baylor a game. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out the daily specials at betrivers.com. Uh, more on the tournament coming up next, including other bets that we've made so far here on Follow the Money. Follow the Money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and NBA. And don't miss out. Daily specials. The props are already out, baby. Did an excellent job. Same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast. More than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. What are you talking about? Football nonstop this past week. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into coming up in oh. about 15 minutes. Ooh. Okay, so you know, Paul, a lot of times these teams that are, you know, very appealing to the public and, uh, you know, mainstream media, a team like Iowa who gets red hot, great job by them winning the Big Ten tournament. Uh, They've been red hot lately. Same thing with Tennessee. They'll become a trendy pick to, you know, 
make it to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, and they go and play an early game on Thursday or Friday, and oops, they spill it up, and they get beat right away. Yep. On the flip side, you have situations like a Michigan where I didn't think they belonged in the tournament, but watch what happens with Michigan now at 17 and 14. They will beat um, their opponent uh, coming up. I'm, why am I blanking on their opponent? Colorado, Colorado State. State, yeah. They'll beat Colorado State, and then they'll become a live dog at that point, and who knows? I mean, maybe they win a couple of games in the tournament. That, that happens all the time. A team that should not be in. Oh, God, what would the committee do? How'd they possibly put this team in? And up oh, yeah, there they are in the Sweet 16. There seemed to be more outrage uh, over Notre Dame. Yeah. Which uh, I, I could see, the because that, that is a thin resume for Notre Dame. At least Michigan has some big wins. Uh, that, that's the thing, again, that surprised me is that they were safely in and not in the first four. Yep. Uh, uh, Richmond knocked out Dayton. That was the juicy tidbit. If Richmond would have lost yesterday, Dayton was going. So that was, as Pat Forty said, Atlantic 10 on Atlantic 10 crime. Uh, A&M had a great SEC run, but uh, they, they didn't get in. And Vautech had to win. Vautech wasn't getting in if they didn't no, beat they had Duke. To. What a performance by Virginia Tech to, to run out North Carolina and Duke back-to-back games. Oh, what a week, yeah. They, they, they won on a buzzer beater to start the tournament. They had to. <laughs> they, had, had on to have Wednesday, the, they won on a buzzer beater. The buzzer beater against Clemson. Yeah, and now yeah. they're dancing. Sure. And they're only a one-point dog against Texas in a game they can get. Yeah, and wow. I think Texas was as high as two and a half or maybe even three at some spots yesterday. And not a lot of people uh-huh. have that faith in Texas right now. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the perfect storm, by the way. What I talked about with Michigan and Tennessee, that's your potential second-round matchup. How many bets did you make mm-hmm. when the when the numbers came out yesterday? Six. Who do you like? Indiana, Michigan, Memphis. It's all this is all Mount, anti Mountain West. You can you give the numbers in a second. UAB catching a bunch. UAB's good. And what a game that was Friday, and what a performance by UAB and Saturday as well. And uh, I'm going to go against Sister Jean. Uh, Loyola Chicago favored. Is Ohio State going to do this again? Screw it up back-to-back years and go out early. Got beat by Oral Roberts last year. Embarrassing. I just think, I mean, they're favored, and everyone will be on Loyola Chicago. They have been. I, uh, I, this is not. They've been great the last couple years. Uh, well, longer than that, actually. I just don't think this is a. Uh, I think they're they're good, but they're not great. So I think Ohio State will win. See, I like, uh, I like Villanova's path to the Sweet 16, and you can bet on all this stuff, in fact. But I can't find a number on Villanova to make the Sweet 16. I think uh, some of the books I was looking at actually are in Pennsylvania, so they wouldn't offer them, I believe is what it is. But their path, I think they spanked Delaware, and then I think they they have a chance to coast against either Loyola or Ohio State okay. in the second round. Yeah. So I'd like them to come out and be in the Sweet 16. I will say, though, that Tennessee, again, in at that three spot, Longwood is good. That team can play, and I firmly am with you, Paulie. I'm fading the Mountain West Conference. I think Michigan wins, and the Michigan... Who knows? Flying the ointment, maybe, against that Tennessee team who well, comes into this tournament red hot. And here's what I did. Yeah. Because you, you knew that Indiana was going to be favored against Wyoming as soon as that number popped up on the screen. Um, I did a money line parlay on Indiana and Michigan that pays plus 160 because I'm simply fading a couple of these teams in the Mountain West Conference. I want to do the same thing with Memphis against Boise. Haven't gotten there yet, though. Going back to 2010, the Mountain West Conference is 14 and 29 straight up in the tournament. Aye, there it is. Yep. The other thing is uh, it's wide open, and it's what I tweeted Friday about will someone step up and dominate? If Friday's any indication, I mean, what do you think? 15, 20 teams can win this thing after all the upsets. What happened to Auburn? What happened to Illinois? Yeah. What all the one seeds that lost Friday and Saturday? Well, so you know how I feel about Gonzaga this year? And somebody asked me on Twitter yesterday, can they finally win it this year? And I said, well, yeah, they're they're really good, obviously. They're the number one overall seed. Um, I'm not high on them, is what I said. But I've also pointed out, like, who else is great? How many other great teams do we have? Well, Arizona's really good. Mm-hmm. This just in Captain Obvious checking in. Arizona might be a great team. Uh, and they were, and I had UCLA a plus 280 to win the Pac-12. That team's up 54-41 against Arizona on Saturday Horrible. night. Horrible job defensively. And Couldn't th- get a stop. Not a stop all. to save their lives. Terrible de- defense with a Cronin coach team. Yep. Arizona scored every time down the last 15 minutes. It was astonishing. Uh-huh. Yep. So that cost me. Uh, but this Arizona team has been the real deal all year long. And I will love them to get by the 8-9 matchup, Seton Hall or TCU. But I've also... 
you know, this is his first year there. I've been high on some of these Arizona teams in previous years, but that was with Sean Miller, and they would always exit early. But this team is, I think, completely different. And their potential Sweet 16 matchup, Houston, UAB, Illinois. I know some people are making the case that Illinois might be in trouble against Chattanooga, uh-huh. um, which is entirely possible. Yeah, they have size. Yeah. But, and you like UAB maybe against yeah. Houston to, do you oh, like them to maybe win outright? Well, too, well no, too many points. Oh, too many points. Oh, oh yeah. Nah, too many points. Mm-hmm. Which I, the problem will be the uh, cleaning the glass because Houston's so good cleaning up the glass and getting offensive rebounds. Uh, but if they shot like they did in the first half, it's not going to go well for UAB. But uh, UAB's a good team. And again, they, this this league wins games almost every year. Mm-hmm. Go back the last 10 years and look at the track record of Conference USA. Yeah, very good. And by, by the way, the other Mountain West Conference team in the tournament that I have not faded yet, and that is San Diego State, that matchup against Creighton, I mean, that has a total of 119.5 for a reason, which might be still too high. And we told you that we liked yeah. all their unders in the tournament this week. The Mountain West Conference, every single game, it was just like 52-50, every game. Yeah, 21-1. and one. When they lead at half, 104 and 12 under Dutcher when leading at halftime. That's something to follow in the 8 9 game and then uh, number two scoring defense in the country. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that was in the Big Ten Championship, or excuse me, the uh, Big East Championship game. <laughs> how that score? How, that, how, about, how about the North Texas game Friday? Oh, afternoon? my God. Well, how low was the in play? 90? Well, that it was 90 when it was, uh, I forget what stage of the game it was in at this point, oh. but it was, it, yeah. I think it was early, maybe second half, was it? It was 90 and a half? It's 10-2 North Texas, 10 minutes in. Then they scored three points the rest of the half. That was it. They couldn't make a shot oh, too bad. all day long the rest of the way. They weren't even on the bubble either. No. That was too bad. They won the league and got to the semis, and uh, that was uh, that was a bad performance. That was ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah. So a bunch of these matchups I find very entertaining, um, but I will not have bets on them. For example... The Texas Vatech game, don't have a bet on that. I'd probably lean towards uh, Vatech because Texas is in no great shape right now. Um, and the other one is my, Miami and USC in a 7-10. I, I went back and forth on that matchup 10 times as soon as they announced it last night. Can make a case for both teams. Staying far, far away from that game. Well, I know who's done very well in his life doing this is Allen Boston. Uh, and he loves to play coaches. It's strictly a lot of this is betting on coaches for Allen in the first two rounds. Right. Uh, especially when you get with that short turnaround uh, where it's a short prep time. You have one day to, to prep, and then you got to go out and do it again. But you would think, do you, do you just want to take Beard with the coaching edge? Uh, do you want? Do you trust Izzo to uh, get the win? I mean, you look at this with, with great coaches and say, and how you, I guess people have different power ratings on coaches, but if you would just want to take the, the better coach in your mind, and, and, and that's how you want to do it too. Uh, McKillop's excellent, though, with Davidson as well. But if oh, you want, very good. Yeah, but that's uh, I, I, that's what maybe you could lean with Texas against Va Tech. And there's your other angle, too, about Va Tech, which is playing, making that ACC run, and now they have to go out again and take on a pretty good opponent in the yeah. first round. It's one of the reasons why I initially liked Miami. I liked Laranega a lot as a coach. Yeah, he's good. Uh, great nugget from Greg Hoops-Peterson on VEASAN's coverage yesterday of the bracket. Andy Enfield is 10-1 uh, ATS in the tournament. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that was, Yeah. Big Ten was terrible last year. Mm-hmm. Pac-12, awesome. Surprised yes, they a were. lot of people. But the, the Big Ten embarrassed themselves. Mm-hmm. And I know I've heard a lot of anti-Big Ten this year mm-hmm. going in again, which could be accurate. But again, I think they have a lot of favorable matchups, including those two that we talked about right away with the Mountain West. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the teams are that good, but I think it broke right for all those teams. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I'm looking at Gonzaga, minus $2 to make the Final Four. Is that a touch high? I get their power rating is just yeah. astronomical, but we ran down the path that they have. Minus $2 to beat all those teams? I would not be betting minus $2 on Gonzaga to make the Final Four. Back by popular demand, the VEASAN help desk has returned. Our writers, hosts, and experts are here to answer your questions on all things college basketball. The VEASAN help desk is here for you. Not only for the big dance, but on the NIT, CBI, and CIT, too. Submit your questions at vcin.com slash madness. And it could be answered by your experts on air or on vcin.com. Again, questions can be submitted at vcin.com slash madness. Up next, I can't believe this happened, but it created a great betting opportunity for about five minutes. Details on that coming up next.
VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year. 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, our tournament betting guide, advice, strategy, $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against a spread, we'll get you ready for every game, every round of the tournament. Sign up today, get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19. VEASAN.com slash madness. How about what happened yesterday during the selection show? Outside of college basketball. The timing for sports books, the ultimate get caught with your pants down moment. I mean, a couple people had the information early, but this is, you are getting prepared and prepping, coming out with uh, tournament lines and, and looking at brackets and who got, and then all of a sudden the, the, the greatest quarterback of all time says, I'm coming back. Yeah. And what, the, who's, who's paying attention to NFL futures? I mean, how many people came in and that's when you go to the kiosk and you hit that thing until they run out of paper? In that in that moment, but you don't have time to go to a kiosk oh. though. You don't have time unless you're at a sports book already. Yeah. Because it just it, it happened. I mean, the timing. That's true. Yeah, you had to be in the first book. of all, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that Brady did that on selection Sunday. And I'm at because I don't follow him on Twitter, but then I saw reporters doing this, and I had to click on their profile. I'm like, is this true? Is this actually is this really happening? And then my gut immediately said, You need to look at future prices right now. And see what you can find. And so that's exactly what I did. It took me 10 seconds to go, wait, is that real? Click. Yeah, profile is actually that person. Blue check mark, that kind of a deal. Now what can I find for a number? And I went to as many sports books as possible. Like four of them moved it within like a couple of minutes. But I was able to get down on the Buccaneers to win the uh, NFC. Decent bet at 12 to 1. And uh, the Super Bowl numbers were changing as I was betting it. So it went from 25 to 20, and I got a small bet on 20 to 1 for the Buccaneers mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. He's 45 years old in August. And that was, okay, he, two months with the family? That's good enough. Could have been, could have been the MVP. I've had enough. Yeah, right. This past year. I've had enough. Yeah, that's great. Oh, God. So how about this? And you can get the story right now at vcin.com from our very own Ben Fox. He wrote this uh, last night. A better unfamiliar to longtime odds maker Chris Andrews rolled into the South Point on Thursday, March 10th, looking to place a wager on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. With Brady retired and the South Point sitting at 50-1 to 1 odds on the Bucs, Andrews was happy to take what he told Vison was a big bet on Tampa to hoist next year's trophy, and he moved the odds to 30-1. to 1. <laughs> A few hours later, the same better returned to place a small wager in the Buccaneers, this time at 25-1. to 1. At this point, I'm thinking, this is kind of interesting, Andrews told Vison on Saturday night, or Sunday night. He then took the bet and lowered the odds at 25. Later in the day, the better returned to place another large wager in Tampa Bay at 25 to 1. After that wager, Andrews went down to 15 to 1. And then when Brady announced he was unretiring and coming back, he moved him to 4 to 1. And now they're looking at a liability well into the six figures, he says. Yeah. yeah. That guy had the information. Oh, no, no question. Incredible. Yep. It's like the. Uh... Was it Kelvin Ridley? <laughs> yeah. It's it's the story of uh, Robert Walker when he was at the MGM. The guy's betting a Toledo football game. He goes, you know, it's a two-point difference across the street. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. He information. He's like, okay, I'm going to move the line. I'm going to bet it again. I'm gonna, he, doesn't, he doesn't care what the number is. I mean, here it's 50, 30, 25. The David Purdom tweet, I mean, that that's innocuous. That could have been anybody. David Purdom had the tweet where a guy went to Caesars the other day and put 1,000 on the Buccaneers. That could have been a guy from Tampa. Of course. That could have been not, that. That's a guy on the strip. Putting a thousand on a team to win a Super Bowl—that's nothing. Right. That could have been anything. But this guy going all the way down to the South Point, give me fifty, give me thirty, give me twenty to five to, to bet it three times like that. Uh-huh. This guy definitely had some information. God, what he's, is... he's not he, that that person's not betting with a gut feeling. Yeah, horrible job by Brady. You can't do that at, at Selection Sunday I... with the timing. Uh, so much for staying retired and hanging out with the family, right? But uh, what a week for the NFL. The Ridley story, the Watson news, the Wentz trade, the Wilson trade, the Goats coming back. I, I love the, uh, the the tweet, too. Unfinished business. Yeah. <laughs> Unfinished business. All these rings, all these trips to the Super Bowl. This is all, Yeah, right. Good tweet. Yeah, Will Compton. 22 seasons, seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, three MVPs, 15 Pro Bowls, unfinished business. <laughs> what would that yeah. be, Tom? Yeah, sure. What do you need to do? Oh, uh, God. I, yeah, I just I was stunned that he would do that. You could have waited until this morning, Tom. You could have. I lost a little bit of respect for the guy, I got to tell you. 
Um, but it did create a nice little betting opportunity. That's the thing of like, oh, the I, I never would storm if I'm not, and it I just does, yeah, I happen to be on Twitter at, at that exact minute because I want to know everything that's happening with college basketball. And then all of a sudden, again, the reports come out. and I'm like, wait a second, there's no way that's true. Oh yeah, there it is true. And then, like you said, everybody here, like in this state and then elsewhere, like. Well, what are they paying attention to football for at that moment? Yeah, are these guys, there's no need to be checking Twitter. I mean, you're all getting, you're looking at all these different numbers. You're coming up with numbers. Notes. For, yes, basketball yeah. games. Yes. Getting ready to mad. The matchups were just announced. Yeah. So South Point did not screw around. Four to one. Okay. They're but, like, if you want to bet them, yeah. bet them somewhere else is basically what they're telling you. Okay. And Watson had a good day Friday too. So Carolina supposedly all in. See if they can get this. That'd be great. Watson goes to Carolina. Well, and the Saints, evidently, too. Yeah, Saints want to make a push as well. Well, how about this uh, uh, report? This is from uh, Pro Football Network saying they're willing to look at uh, Ryan Ramchick, Marcus Davenport, another defensive tackle, and another offensive lineman, along with maybe three first-round picks. My God. So they're going to go like Herschel Walker here and offer everything? Uh, it's a lot. You don't want to gut your entire team. Yeah. But he did get some good news there with Watson. Um, I know there was rumblings here on this network from Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback who hosts uh, the nightcap. That's every night at 10 o'clock Eastern. He said, eh, it could be the Steelers. We shot that down late last week. I hope he's right. Doesn't, there's been multiple reports that they want nothing to do with it. Yep. But that's... Uh... And, and other reports, by the way, how about the Browns, according to people in and around that area, potentially... You know, they're doing their homework right now and maybe upgrading from Baker Mayfield. And then ESPN's Dan Graziano reporting the name that he is hearing the most as the Colts answer at quarterback is Marcus Mariota. He also said Mariota has been linked to the 49ers. Mm. Now, if he goes to the 49ers, is that uh, just with the plan for him be to, to be the backup? For Trey Lance, or does he beat Trey Lance out in training camp? He took a guy in the top five and gave up all those picks. He's not going to play. What, what I that's I know. I like Mariota, but that's so do I. Uh, what's going to happen? Who's getting Garoppolo then? Good question. I thought the Colts were going to get Garoppolo. Does he go to Carolina if they don't get Deshaun Watson? Does Garoppolo go to the Saints potentially? Uh, because Mariota, if he goes mm-hmm. to the Colts, that means that he's their day one starter yeah. case closed. Mm-hmm. Unless something happens with like an injury. He's going to be the guy. And then, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this out loud. But this is from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. He reports that the Seahawks did not consider Drew Locke a, quote, throw-in in the Russell Wilson trade. He, here's the quote from Fowler. There's a belief among some with Seattle that Locke's issues in Denver were a byproduct of a revolving door of offensive coordinators and a defensive-minded head coach. Okay. Good luck with that. Oh, are they in for a rude awakening? Yes, they are. And by the way, what do you have for a head coach in Pete Carroll? He is the opposite of progressive, very conservative, and he's defensive-minded. Oh, if they think that they can change Drew Locke because of the situation he was in in Denver? Mm Mm-hmm. And with a run-first offense, too? It's, oh, it's, like, your your yeah, offense is the same, but maybe yeah. even worse. Yeah. I, can't, I, I read that today, and I was like, is this April Fool's? Like, with Brady combined with that comment, I'm like, did I miss something here? Coming back, he has unfinished business. Would you, would you want Landry? Because now with the Cooper trade, they're going to move on from Landry, too. I mean, that, that's uh, – and who's an upgrade over Baker? Who are you going to bring in? A lot of talk about Derek Carr. Yeah. Which, that, again, Mayfield had, had a bad year, but he was also hurt. Yeah. So. I would say that I think Derek Carr is slightly better than Baker Mayfield, but that's almost like a lateral move. You think? Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. Carr is a, somewhat of an up, upgrade, but really how much overall? In the grand scheme of things, like what's he worth to the point spread ahead of Baker Mayfield on any given Sunday? Half a point? You know? Were you scrambling to find Buccaneers tickets? No, like I, I was, I was late. I'm like, what? What happened? Yeah, I got to get out of here. That's I mean, I'm thing. looking at brackets. I'm looking at all the matchups and and looking at numbers. And all of a sudden, I like, I get the text five minutes late. Tom's back. Oh, what do you mean Tom's back? 
can't go to social media. Yeah. I can't take it. Uh, all right, need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every major college basketball game on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. He has an opinion on every single college basketball game. By the way, he knows like every single player in Division One. I'm not joking. It's bonkers. Um, you can download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, check up and catch up on uh, every single show that vcin has to offer. Up next, we will recap the betting action from the weekend. Uh, bad beats, upsets, line moves, and win some, lose some here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting Network. Play free hoops for a share of 20000 this March with the March Hoop Series presented by 5-Hour Energy. Fire up your lineups in four free-to-play contests and compete for your share of 5000 per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash 5-Hour Energy now to join the action. 5-Hour Energy, fire up your lineup. DraftKings.com for details. By the way, thanks for the tip on this uh, from Patrick on Twitter. And it checks out Bam Adebayo is the new favorite for Defensive Player of the Year at points bet. Mm. And that's not the only book, by the way, the way it looks. Okay. So he has uh, surged past Rudy Gobert okay. as the new favorite to win the award. At Bet Rivers, the Bucks are minus $3 to win the division. Bulls are 3-1. to one. Utah's 1-10. to 10. Oh, Man. They're 2.5 up. They could lose tonight. I, it's you know, 16 games left, but still, that that's that's a huge number. Still, yeah. What do you what, do? You see Memphis at all? Uh, yeah, they're up there. They're in the same they're same the, as yes. Utah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, going back to what you said too about these totals, it's just uh, with the way. Yeah, I don't. I don't want any part of uh, any of these unders tonight either. I mean, some oh, some of them. Some of those games Saturday were fantastic from in play betting. Sure, you had 70 point quarters left and right. Yeah. Look how many games have a total of yeah. 230 or more tonight. Uh-huh. It's a lot of them. Okay, so Tom Brady, yesterday on Selection Sunday, when the games are getting announced, decided it would be a good time for him to announce on Twitter that uh, he's coming back to play for the Buccaneers. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I just... Uh, wild, man. Seriously. Um, to give you a little bit of a history here of what happened in Las Vegas, well, rewind to last Thursday... When, again, there's 61 college basketball games on the board. And, yes, last last week was a pretty, like, crazy week for NFL news going on at that time anyway. But last Thursday, a better that Chris Andrews is not familiar with over at the South Point, the better came in and plopped down a nice bet on the Buccaneers at 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Andrews moved their number to 30-1. to one. He bet it again for a smaller bet, then moved it to 25 and came back and bet it big again. Andrews moved it to 15 to 1, and then Brady announced yesterday he's coming back. So Chris Andrews said, Well, if you want to bet the Buccaneers, go find somewhere else to do it. We're now at 4 to 1, and we have a liability well into six figures. This better, no doubt, knew something about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I cannot believe it. Everyone making the jokes about okay, that's enough of the family, and I've I, you know also the the timing. You know he's at the Man U uh, soccer match sure. too with the Glazer connection. Uh, I, I'm with you as well. The the bad beat and lose some. The guy okay, I understand if you have five hundred thousand dollars to bid on a football, you're you're doing okay. Yeah, but I feel terrible for the guy who Saturday night five hundred and eighteen thousand on Brady's last touchdown right. pass. Right, and yeah. now twelve hours later, hey, I'm coming back. Let's go. That right. ball is worth nothing now. Clearly, the guy is okay, financially speaking. Oh. Okay, but just the 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 feeling that he must have had yesterday, when he realized the night before he plopped down, you know, half a million dollars on a football, but what that football actually means. And again, you know, what is something like that worth? Well, it's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. So to him, it was worth five hundred eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> there was a lot of smoke, though. 
I mean, there, there was a chance this could happen. Not this soon and not with the timing. Well, but there was a chance he could he could change his mind. And the people were there was 49er rumors too. But that's like I want the I want the first touch. I think it was Terry Glenn. I can't remember. I want the first touchdown pass. Nothing's changing there. Okay. That sold not that long ago. Mm. But this with the last one business, it's like, okay, there's there, there, you never know. The door's always open. But 45 years old in August, this is ridiculous. This guy could do it. I wouldn't be surprised he does another not that it'll happen, but he could do another two, three, four years. Well, who knows? Look at the I don't even want what, What's the point of speculating at this point? I know, but I'm talking about he can do way, it though. Can he do it? By yes. the way, by the would way, would you expect? Would you be shocked I, if Tom I, Brady's 48 line? I don't want to hear a single person speculate or ask Tom Brady if he's going to retire after next year. Don't do it. Yeah, it's worthless. It means nothing because the guy could do this over and over and over again if he wants. Now, one person, please do us a favor. Don't ask Brady if he's going to retire after this season. What's the point now? Let him come back and play and you know in his piece and go out there and play like a, an MVP again. Hell, he could have won it last year. Mm-hmm. He played he played well enough to win the award. If Rodgers does not put up the season he did, he wins. He's the winner of the award Had a great at forty five year. years old. Yep, yep. Uh, and so you know, obviously Arians is super excited to have him back. <laughs> he is, of course. Um, yeah, you know Mike Evans on Twitter, <laughs> LFG exclamation point ten times. Um, you know, the entire team, they, they, they love playing with the guy. So there you have at it. I mean, the NFC is, I wonder if that's, if that played a a part of it, right? Look what happened to the NFC since he retired. Like we can win this thing again. There's no doubt we can. And by the way, once that video came out, when he was on the pitch with Ronaldo Mm -hmm. and he asked Brady, like, that's it, right? He goes, basically he was mumbling. You could barely, he was, you, you know, I don't know. You never know. That was like Saturday. It pocket aces. Yeah, yeah Brady sure. had pocket Bosco. aces. Yeah, sure. He did. Well, the, and then the, the Cousins news. I mean, this guy, this guy's made over 250 guaranteed. Oh, In his career. The amount of money Cousins has made, and he gets the extension. And yeah. it's fully guaranteed. He played it beautifully. I mean, he's played it beautifully for the last uh, five, five, six, seven years. What he's Was done. it $35 million? Yeah. He gets a raise. Okay. Yeah. Can, can you make the playoffs? Got one playoff. Is, is it possible to make yeah, the playoffs? Or I no? know. Yeah. Uh, and then you know it looks like it's getting hot and heavy now, <laughs> potentially between the Saints and Panthers to acquire Deshaun Watson, Ooh. and uh, some offshore odds that were up on Deshaun Watson where he's going to play if not the Texans in 2022. Uh, Panthers two to one, Seahawks three to one, or oh, the Buccaneers were five. So this is going to have to get updated. Browns eight, Eagles nine, Saints ten. That was the opener. I took a look the other day about Panthers to win the division because they're all in. The reports are they're all in for Watson. And you could see, you know, plus 450 to win the division. Okay. Uh, thank God I didn't do that. Well, and with the Brady news, but there was, it's a, it's a good race. What are the Buccaneers now? Stronger than $2? Oh, I didn't even look. Because the Packers was... are minus like two, minus 205 right now. Yeah. And I would think the Buccaneers are going to be in that same neighborhood, right? Both those divisions for Rodgers and Brady. Oh, my God. And who knows where he wants to go? No, I, I get your point, though. I, I, what if, I, I, if Watson would go to the right. Panthers? Yeah. But I don't know where he wants to go. But it's also, you're going to give a godfather offer for the guy. And this maybe this oh. the, the, it looks like the Saints are prepared to do that. But Carolina, remember, Carolina wanted him in the worst way before all the, this, the therapist stuff happened, massage stuff. Yeah. Like, if you're uh, the Texans and a team like the Saints is willing to, and that, this is according to one report anyway, suggesting that Ramchick on the offensive line, Davenport on the defensive line, maybe some other players, and three first-round picks. Like, if you're Houston, you you actually you mute the phone, right, when you're having that conversation, and you laugh with your buddies. Can you believe they're offering this right now? Of course we're going to say yes to this. Like, you have to. If you're not going to play the guy, mm-hmm. right, why, why would you not accept three first-round picks for him and then other proven players that are good? That's got to be like a snap call here. Oh, that's the big thing, right. I mean, the draft picks are fantastic, but if I also get proven players. Of course. And that's what that's what he wanted all along. A team like the Texans could go from, you know, a win total of four and a half or five to, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe being a second-place finisher in that division, shocking some people. Maybe surpassing a team like the Colts or shocking the Titans, something like that. A lot of talk, by the way, about the Texans – you know, trying to make a move in free agency outside of Watson for a quarterback. No, no, Davis Mills is the guy. 
<laughs> Davis Mills played fine last year. You think so? Oh, absolutely. All right. I'd give him a shot in year uh, two for sure. Well, I, I want to know what, what the plan is. Like, if the Browns want to move on from Mayfield, who are you going to get? I mean, what, what's you, you know, and, and what are the Colts thinking Mariota? Are they thinking Garoppolo? And who's going to get Garoppolo now? Where could some of these other guys wind up? And then how high will a quarterback go in the draft? Will someone have the onions to take a quarterback top 10, top 12? Who would you like more with Indy between Mariota and Garoppolo? Uh, also go Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah. In, in, in that yeah. situation, no doubt. Yep. I thought about that last night, too. I'm like, well, that's simple. It's not even really a question for me. If I'm the Colts, I would definitely prefer Jimmy Garoppolo over Mariota. Mm-hmm. I think Mariota could be a starter somewhere. But I think a team like Carolina would make more sense for him. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo with, this, with the Colts, pretty good. Pretty good fit, actually. Mm-hmm. That team could win that division. You're right, though, about, like, what's an upgrade over Mayfield with the Browns? Yeah. It, that's... Would, you, would you agree with me that Carr is a slight upgrade over Mayfield? Yeah. God, that's tough. I guess. Kind of the same guy. It's kind of the same guy, yeah. It's they, probably they, razor thin. The difference. But the, I think what happened last year was a little bit unfair. He was hurt the whole year. Yeah. He was awful, but he was hurt. And now you get Cooper, but now you're gonna, they're going to move on from Landry. So yeah, you, can't, you can't forget about that injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a big factor, no question. All right, let follow the money here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. We'll get back into the uh, tournament coming up next. Tell you about some of the bets that we made early on yesterday afternoon and last night. Uh, some of them for me, a pure fade of a conference that is 14 and 29 straight up since 2010. Details on that coming up. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Your home for live in play betting just got better. Introducing points, but new feature live college basketball same game parlays for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same game parlays only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and you can boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. Signing up with the fast, fastest sports book is now easier than ever, and new customers use code VEASAN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Elevate your live betting game now at points bet. The best in the business, college, basketball, and football. Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated joins us. Now follow him on Twitter and read him Uh all the time and his great work that he does college football and the hoops. I, I have nothing to complain about, Pat. What, what do you think of the job that the committee did? Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it, Polly? There yeah. isn't a lot, uh, I agree, to uh, to really poke holes in. I think they did a, a very solid job. Uh, you know, you could pick some nits on, well, this team should have been a two instead of a three, but that doesn't really matter. You know, the teams that are in, I think, are pretty much the right teams. I can't cry for anybody who was left out uh, per se. You know, some people thought Texas A&M kind of surprised after they make it to the championship game. And it's pretty clear that what happens on Sunday isn't taken into consideration too yes. strongly. And that's just kind of, that's, that's the way it goes. That's kind of, that's kind of the way it's always been. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think the committee did a good job and we've got a good bracket. I would say the most egregious mistake, Pat, in my opinion, was the fact that they put Colorado State on the sixth line and Boise State on the eight based on resumes, mm-hmm. what Boise State did in the regular season and to win the conference tournament like that didn't make any sense to me. No, that's a good point. And I, I was just out there in your wonderful city and, and covering the, uh, the Mountain West and the Pac-12 and the West Coast, and I was super impressed with Boise. Uh, I mean, they're good. And, yes, they won that league regular season and – uh, tournament. Uh, that's a good team. And really, I, I, I think all the mid, mid mountain West conference teams are dangerous, but I don't like any of their matchups basically yeah. where they got, if you, if you flip Colorado state and Boise, uh, I think that would have been fair. What do you make of the uh, LSU Iowa state game? And, and LSU makes the tournament and fires their coach. <laughs> yeah. That, that Like that was one of them where, you know, they, 
the whole thing with LSU and with Will Wade, I, I, I mean, all I can kind of do is laugh at that. It's just the mockery that LSU has, yeah. has been and that they kept Will Wade for three years, but they still didn't, you know, they, the committee certainly didn't, didn't throw under the bus because I thought that matchup's a pretty good one. I, Iowa state has been leaking air for a while now. Uh, so I like, I have very low expectations for LSU. I was waiting, sitting there to fill out the bracket. Like that's a team I'm picking to lose in the first round. But then I'm like, Oh wait, Iowa state's not very good. They right. can actually win that game. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think uh, that Gonzaga's bracket was like this year's bracket of death? the number one overall seed, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. I mean, I think their region is absolutely loaded. What do you think of their draw? I think it's the hardest region, uh, which, again, that doesn't make sense if that's your number one overall seed. Mm-hmm. But, but, boy, they they I think it was second round, third round, fourth round, all set up for very difficult games. That If they play Boise, it'll be a, a root canal game. Leon Rice is a former Mark Few assistant knows him, plays a completely antithetical style. They would be much slower, and, and if they control tempo, it would drive them crazy. Or if you play Memphis, which has got about as much talent as anybody in the country, they've just been wildly inconsistent uh, and kind of careless when they play. But still, that's a tough matchup for the number one overall seed. Second round, the round of, of 16, you're looking at Arkansas, who I think is really, really good. Uh, regional final, you're either playing Mike Krzyzewski to go to his last final four, or you're playing a Texas tech team that is just vicious and physical, uh, which are the two things that I don't think Gonzaga likes a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And so either way, I mean, I, I, you look at rounds two, three, and four, they're going to have dog fights. Where are you at with Duke? I mean, it was several people have said it, that these kids, that's so much pressure on these kids about sending coach K out on top. And and getting blown out at home against North Carolina, they did not play well at, play well at all in the tournament. I mean, they, should, they could have lost to Syracuse, and then they they can't guard anybody. And and Virginia Tech took them apart. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think that they are playing like there's a burden on them, and they are a young team. Uh, like if you look at the bracket, the oldest guy in Duke's rotation is younger than the youngest guy in UAB's rotation. So, wow, you know, like the, the opposite extremes. Yeah. Uh, they're like the top seven guys. Uh, so they're young. Uh, I think they're feeling that burden. And secondly, they, their defense has, has regressed badly. They they were a pretty good defensive team, and then they've gotten worse, it seems like, here late in the season. So I don't mm-hmm. know whether they can make it to a regional final and even get the shot at Gonzaga, but I, I don't see Duke going to a final four. Have you, have you had time to look at an upset or a sleeper early on? Uh, yeah, let's see. I think uh, South Dakota State, um, I like them in their situation. Gosh, I'm, I, I don't have the bracket in front of me, guys. I'm sorry. but okay. really Providence. Planned. Yeah, Providence, yeah. Providence, yeah, that's yeah. right. So South Dakota State's a 13 seed, had a really good season, dominated that league. And I just think Providence has been one of those teams that found ways to win games but isn't very good. Uh, got absolutely destroyed by Creighton, and I think fully exposed finally there, and that they're probably looking at an early exit uh, at some point in this tournament, so why not against the Jackrabbits? Yeah. What do you make of Tennessee's chances going into this tournament now? They're going to be a very like uh, you know trendy pick to make the Final Four, although they're in a pretty good bracket with potentially Villanova and then Arizona up, up top, but is that going to be too trendy of a pick with the Volunteers, you think? I think it's going to be pretty trendy, um, and I... I, I think that uh, they can, I think can get. To, I think I picked them to get to the regional final, but but it's going to be tough to beat Arizona, which will also be trendy. But they're also a number one seed. Arizona's been good all year. Uh, the only thing about Arizona, they're young, and we'll see if Kerr Creasa, the the point guard, if his ankle is going to be okay. And I, he, he should be. I think he will be okay. So I, I love Arizona in this tournament. Uh, Tennessee, I like their guards. Man, they're quick. And they, they really do defend. They defend the heck out of people. I don't think they have enough interior offense or defense necessarily to, to go to a Final Four. Uh, but they also will not make it easy, and, except for the fact that, hey, Rick Barnes has had some major flameouts in, in the tournament. Before. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, Loyola Chicago is favored in the 7-10 matchup against Ohio State. And we know what happened last year with the Buckeyes. How do you compare this Loyola team to the past teams that have had so much tournament success? 
They're good and, and similar. Um, you know, the the last ones, last year's team certainly was led by Cameron Crutwig, who was just this, you know, very stationary, low post, creative guy. They don't have him, so they're a little bit more open floor. Uh, Lucas Williamson, though, is like a fifth year, sixth year senior guy who's a great leader. Uh, you know, was on the 2018 Final Four team, was on last year's uh, Sweet 16 team. So he he he's he's a great. Uh, place to start for them. Uh, they're playing, I think a little more fast with drew Valentine, a little more fluid and free. Uh, but they're still, you know, they're, they're still built like a Porter Moser team, which is a good solid defensive team. Uh, and I don't like Ohio state. I, you know, and I like Chris Holman a bunch, but his teams have tended to flame out at the end of the year pretty badly. Uh, if you mm-hmm. look, mm. You know, in the in recent years, and and boy, they sure don't come into this tournament in very good uh, form. So, I, I like Loyola a bunch in that one. Okay, it's been a rough go of it since uh, Manning retired. What does it mean to get Russell Wilson as you're a Bronco fan? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I, I I said at that my my life has new meaning again. So <laughs> I, it, after watching Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum and Drew Locke and on and on and on, just one uninspiring quarterback after another. Uh, this is a, it's a great new day and I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, I can ask you about this, Pat. There was a report, I think uh, from ESPN. This is the exact quote from Jeremy Fowler quote. There's a belief among some of Seattle that drew locks issues in Denver were a byproduct of a revolving door of offensive coordinators and a defensive minded head coach. End of quote from Fowler. You watch this kid play a little bit in Denver. I mean, <laughs> I think they're in for a rude awakening in Seattle if they think that they can change this kid. <laughs> I watched him there, and I watched him in Missouri. And yeah. He was the, he's the same quarterback at Denver that he was in Missouri, which is he would make some incredible throws, some really nice plays, and then he'd make terrible plays. You know, I mean, the closer you got to the end zone, the worse his decision-making got. <laughs> thought he could fit the ball into thimbles, and, and he couldn't. You know, he... No, I'm sorry. And I like, I like him personally having, you know, covered him and everything. He's a nice, nice young man. But if you, if you really think that all of a sudden he's going to do the things that he hasn't done in the seven or eight years I've watched him play. Good luck. Yeah. Well said. (laughs) Well said. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, So then who do you have going to the final four? You said that you love Arizona. Do you have them cutting the nets down? I have Arizona uh, Gonzaga in the final and I kind of think Arizona's the better team, but I think at some point, lack of experience versus Gonzaga's hunger and experience might uh, might be a factor. And maybe it's before. Maybe it's before. That's my only drawback with Arizona is just none of these guys have been there, including Tommy Lloyd as a head coach. But uh, I just I, I love everything else about the makeup of the team. So I've got a I've got a Arizona Gonzaga championship. I've got Purdue in the Final Four, but. Boy, they're going to have to guard somebody at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the other region who I had it's, there. That other region is Kansas, Auburn, Wisconsin, Providence, Iowa. Oh, right, right. Um, I've got Kansas, but not with a lot of enthusiasm. I think that's yep. the weakest region. Yep. Um, I totally I agree. Iowa could win that. Yep. Iowa could win it. I don't like Auburn. Uh, incredible talent, bad chemistry. Uh, and just prone to some some times when they just flame out. So yep. I, I I think they are beatable. Uh, but I'll, I take Kansas. But again, that this Kansas team's good, but not great. They could lose anywhere from 32 to Final Four. Yep, agreed, Pat. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the tournament. Yep, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank read, you, sir. Read him in Sports Illustrated. Up next, win some, lose some. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.